The views expressed on the Big Shiny podcast do not express the views of Big Shiny Robot as a whole, its subsidiaries, or its sponsors. And the Big Shiny podcast contains coarse language like penis butt. <laughs> <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Hey man, I'm Kevin Smith. Casey Muse. Welcome to Big Shiny Robot. Welcome to the first episode of the Big Shiny Podcast for 2016. I almost forgot what fucking year it was. Because you're old. I know, right? Uh, joining me this year and this week and whatever the fuck is going on, Nick. Hi. Hey, what's up, Nick? You're kind of back. Backish. Like, you're backish. I like think you're that, back. Like the show on NBC. We'll back. talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Kylie. What's up? Tom. What's up? And we've got two guests with us this uh, this week. Uh, returning guests for like the fifth time in two weeks. John. Hi. <laughs> I was told Super to just excited. say hi. No, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. And and Mr. Cassidy Ward uh, from BigShinyRobot.com. Also author and a bunch of other shit. Supposedly. So Allegedly. You have physical books that you've written. I've seen them. And you talk a mean <laughs> shit game at Comic-Con. Yeah. That may have happened <laughs> <laughs> all right guys this week we are talking uh tv and film um ash versus the evil dead wrapped yeah. up uh, on the stars network uh the first season I, I, has it gotten renewed yeah. they they gave it a second season before it even, the oh, first season yeah. started i think the hype on twitter alone they're like yeah we'll do yeah. this nice, we'll, we'll nice. This. so i know a couple of you have watched it uh how was, how was the whole season good I, I loved it. Yep. I, the first episode, I thought they used a lot of CG, a little too much CG yeah. for me, but it seemed like they got back to the roots of it all, and yep. it's it was, uh, it was laughing. It yeah. was great. It was good stuff. And I think that you know they, they really understood what they were going for, and they didn't try to reinvent Evil Dead, right? Like They didn't try to make it like a modern sitcom. They watched the movie and said, okay, if the movie did it, we're going to do it. And they wrote the role of Ash so perfectly. Oh, like Start every, to every episode, there's always that one line that he'll spout out that you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the line for the episode. Yep. Oh, my trick knee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in, in the season finale, without spoiling the ending too much, it's heartbreakingly, obnoxiously perfect. Like, you are so mad and dissatisfied and yet happy yeah. all at the same time. So does it end on a cliffhanger? Uh, Yeah. I mean, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean they, everything... could, they could end it there, but I, well, no, no yeah. they left it. They left it kind of cliffhangery. But it's just very like, fuck you, writers. Like it's, <laughs> but it's exactly what Ash would do. So you're like, motherfucker. Very good. All right, uh, <laughs> let's move on to some. I mean, I think it's obligatory at this point, even though I'm sure it's been talked to death by other podcasts and news outlets and everything. But let's talk a little bit about Star Wars um, before we all kind of took off and went our own direction for uh, the holidays and everything. Uh, the Force Awakens had not come out yet. Uh, I think most of us were pretty amped to see it. If if nothing else, mm-hmm. Nick was at best indifferent about it. I mean, it was. <laughs> I, I didn't grow up on Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars fan. It was still, you know, a decent movie to watch. It was still fun. It was entertaining. I, not like like I said, I'm not a Star Wars fan, so I'm not gonna be like, oh, but this thing and this thing and this and this. It's cool. I like um, John Boyega a hell of a lot. Oh, yeah. And I like Oscar Isaac a hell of a lot. The um, romance that they had going on. I wish there was more of that in the movie because Oscar Isaac kind of disappears for a good chunk of it. I like that though, and mysteriously reappears. Yeah, I'm okay with he that. Explains it. He he didn't. It was an off-screen death, so it wasn't a real death. <laughs> Yo, so. dog, it worked it out. 
<laughs> Star Wars. Well, my understanding is in the first draft of the script, he died. Like, yeah. that was, like, he died Fuck there. If only. So yeah. I almost wonder if, like, it was almost during production that they decided, like, nah, let's bring him back. All he's got to do is come back and say, oh, yeah, man, I totally walked out of there and you weren't around. But he, he had to come back. He doesn't the... take his jacket. No, they, that's why he had to come back for that. Damn, boy, you look good in my jacket. <clears throat> My favorite story is when we had our advanced screening. Uh, Tyson's uh, spoiler story was just fucking awesome. Oh, fucking shit. All right, here, I'll tell it real quick. So uh, we, we, we did get to see it uh, a night early. Uh, yep. Shout out to Jonathan from uh, 50th West. Uh, got, got us uh, the hookups for that, so thank that you was, very much. That was, a, that was actually really nice, too, because the theater wasn't full. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So you could kind of, like, manspread a little bit. And the not... movie just started. There yeah, was, yeah. There's no previews. Lights went, lights went down, and, down and, boom. and boom. Long time ago in a galaxy mm-hmm. far, far away. But anyway, so... Um, we had run a contest uh, with uh, on Big Shiny Robot to give away some tickets. And so I was out in the lobby up until 10 minutes before the movie started. And I kind of had a feeling there weren't going to be previews since it was a private screening. Yeah. So Cassidy was actually the person I was fucking waiting for. Oh. Him and his, his, his lovely wife and kid. We made it. Yeah, they made it. They made Dude, it. Dude, they had to climb the fucking wall. Like they live north of the wall. <laughs> um, but uh, so so I hand them their tickets. I'm like, all right, just get back there as soon as you can. Seats are kind of first come first serve, but I think everyone's being pretty cool about it. So I run in the theater, drop my jacket off next to my wife. Like I got to run to the restroom. So I go running out the theater. Well, apparently there had been another advanced screening right next to us that had just gotten out. So I'm wading through like just a flow, like a river of people uh, to get to the bathroom, and I'm walking through it. And some little kid asks his dad, Dad, why did Han Solo have to die? And I'm like, son of a bitch! Because Harrison Ford is old and doesn't want to do movies anymore. Yeah. That's why, son. Um, and like, I just wanted to take Johnny that looked- kid into the, the fucking men's room and shove his head in a urinal. Like, Wait, Were you going into that movie like not knowing full well no, that he no, was 100% going to die? I, I, I was like all but certain he was going to. But like, I had very much... Like stayed away from spoilers because I still want to just see it fresh. Like I'd watch the trailers and stuff, but I, I usually I'm kind of a spoilery person. I like to read reviews and spoilers, and before I go see a movie, this one I just completely avoided, and I'd made it up until ten minutes before the movie started. But um, I will say this though about Harrison Ford: this is like the first movie I've seen him in in a long time. He's fucking old. Well. No- <laughs> Take your earrings out. You look weird. He, he yeah, does look weird with the earrings. Um, well, I, he actually felt like it felt like he was actually putting in a fucking effort to it. Like I felt like he wasn't sleepwalking through it. It almost seemed like he was having a little fun. Yeah, I don't know. See, maybe it, your it seem like you, your yeah. view was a little different, but he, he seemed alive, and it was Han Solo I, to me. I thought he and Carrie Fisher sucked ass. Yeah, you didn't like the Carrie movie Fisher really that much as a whole. It was Tom. so. Am I good to go? I'm gonna make a lot of enemies here in a minute. That's fine. So to we'll start, get, we'll give out your address so they can. Send to start, hate if you're gonna say the argument, I didn't get it. You're right. I didn't, and that's the writer's fault, not mine. The second thing is, I saw it three times. Three goddamn times. Day, I saw it Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Who's saying you didn't get something? Like what didn't? Oh, that it happened in an argument on. Oh, okay. So, so I posted an article that basically, and the guy was being pretty salacious. No. Him. Like he was just being an asshole to write. He's being a son of a bitch. Yeah, he was. He's being a son of a bitch. <laughs> and he was very like, this movie sucked because Disney. And that's not. But he made some points that drove home for me why I didn't like it because I don't know why I didn't like it. I just know that that movie wasn't interesting to me at all. I thought the ending was dry. I thought Luke looked like a fucking idiot staring at her, and that scene was awkward. It didn't evict emotion. There was moments I really enjoyed it. I thought Han Solo's death was good. Um, but like as a whole, the movie just felt like 
the whole time, and I realized the Star Wars universe is cyclical. I don't fucking care. I did not need to be reminded 400 times that I was watching a Star Wars movie, and that's what happened. Like, I swear, every six minutes, like, somebody leaned in and was like, hey, dog, hey, dog, you know you're watching Star Wars, right? Just in case you don't, you're not sure, here's a thing. This is, it's a Star Wars movie because of this. And it got really annoying. That's um, fair. I didn't like Poe Dameron. I loved. What? I didn't like him. He he just okay. felt. He this felt, is where I draw the line. He felt weird. He didn't feel good. I liked John Boyega. I loved Ray. I thought Ray was a great heroine. Um, but yeah, it just it didn't touch me like, at all. It didn't uplift me. I didn't get psyched. I didn't get energized. And I even went back after seeing it and watched episode four. Yeah, episode four again. And I was like, no, I I still like episode four. I just didn't like this movie. And it bummed me out a little bit, but I still can't 100% pinpoint why I didn't like it. The best I can think of is that I just kept getting reminded it was a Star Wars movie, and it got annoying. See, and for me, usually the winks and nods and stuff like that will wear on me. But in this yeah. movie, I, I enjoyed it. Through, yeah. I, and I, so I think it just depends on the lens you're looking sure. at it through. You know? and um, for, for me, I, I, I had been really, like I said, this is the first time I'd been excited about Star Wars in a long time. I wasn't disappointed. I, I really yeah. liked it. I wish I could have gone back and seen it a couple more times in theaters, but at this point, I'll just wait for Blu-ray. Right, or maybe a torrent if it ever shows up. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I understand like a lot of some of the complaints, like sure. not all, but some of the complaints people are making online. There are a couple. Th- it's, it's not a perfect movie, but I think it's Far honestly from it. I, for, from for me, it, it was sure. best Star Wars movie we could have hoped right. for. I mean, imagine the pressure well, that they were all under. Sure, you know? and I think my problem is that whenever somebody would like try to engage me in like discussion about it, I'd say, "Look, I didn't like it," and they're like, "Well, you know, you just have to watch it as if it's a Star Wars movie." And and to me, it's like, well, I was watching it as if it was a movie, and I I also have different tastes in movies than a lot of people too, but. As a movie, it wasn't that great for me. As a Star Wars movie, I guess it was fine. But I just think there's... I don't know what they could have done better. But for whatever reason, I just really, really didn't like it. And I also... This is my one PSA. Bullying is a problem. Being a bully is a problem. And if you feel that you are being bullied and then try to make other people get bullied because of your views, you're an asshat. And if somebody doesn't agree with you, it doesn't mean they hate you. It means they just don't agree with you. And... Be a it's better geek. Pop culture. So oh, do I yeah. need? Do I need to beat someone up? What, what no, happened? No, um, I'm I'm fully good at that. I just if you don't like this movie. People harass. Them. Yeah, yeah, like it gets bad and it gets crazy. And it's like you know what? Let me let me lay it out for you. I don't give a fuck that you jerk off in a Jedi robe. Don't care. <laughs> this movie wasn't fun. And Kylie, <laughs> that's what we he did. Saw the pictures. So anyway, it's just. Like, think about that before you, like, jump the shark on people, because I saw it happening all over the web, and it was really, it was discouraging for me as a geek, as someone who feels that we should be a united community, it was really discouraging to see that, like, someone doesn't like Star Wars, they were being Well, there's a difference between you saying, eh, you know, it wasn't really my bag. Like, I didn't hate it, but Mm -hmm. I didn't like it that much. I mean, will you see episode eight? Well, I mean, what site do I produce a podcast for of course i'll see (laughs) fair enough yeah so uh the people though who i think just say oh i fucking hate it and then they don't really i mean they're they're still entitled to that opinion but i also think there's a group of people out there that were just ready to hate it right off the bat right and because they wanted to to swim upstream and i think it's i think it's both sides are very guilty of this but just just remember like when you're engaging in discourse that your opinion's your opinion that's all it is. Well, and it has been interesting to see because, like, I disagree with you almost as much as I can disagree with a person. Sure. I've, I've, I fucking loved that movie. I went into it pretty cautiously 
because I really don't like the prequels. I tr- I've tried, but I really don't like them. I remember going in as a teenager being so psyched because I was raised on those movies with my dad and watched mm-hmm. them with my dad and had this image in my head of like, he got to go when he was a kid to the theater and see those. And that, that, that was my chance to be a kid and to have my Star Wars theater experience. And we got fucked. Yeah, and I was mm-hmm. so bummed. And walking out of, of the theater at the screening, I, I walked out and I sat down on the bench and I felt something and thought, I basically realized that the, uh, thirst had been quenched, that I didn't realize mm-hmm. I was still like dry-throated about from when I was 13. I finally got the Star Wars experience that I wanted. And uh, yeah, it was it was it felt like coming home to me. Hmm. Um, that being said, it's been pretty interesting to see what what you're saying that the fandom's been just a bunch of dickheads. There's been a lot of of uh, it feels like religion to me. Mm-hmm. It feels mm-hmm. like when you tell someone you don't believe in God and they shit down your throat. Yeah. Because they, th- th- it offends them to their core. That's right. how people are reacting. And, and well, and you had the sorry, Tom, just real oh, quick. The, the, uh, the I, I also feel like there's a lot of professional movie critics out there that were just chomping at the bit to give this a lukewarm, if not not very gracious sure. review, um, because they would come out and say, you know, just kind of uh, run of the mill things. That I mean, yes, I, I don't feel like it, it was beat for beat a clone of Episode Four, like a lot of people claim it is but yes there was a lot of reflection there's a lot of parallels to it like and major parallels to it i understand that but there's also a lot of things that make it its own movie as well and i feel like there was just a lot of professional movie critics out there that wanted to be the one to be like oh well <laughs> i didn't like the star wars and uh if you uh if you did then you don't know good movies well and i could write oh sorry go john i mean it, it served its purpose it was supposed to be a bridge to start a new generation of Star Wars fans while at the same time appeasing the old. So it kind of was yep. a remake of Episode Four, but... That's what it was supposed to be. Kylie I feel like a lot of... So is Return of the Jedi yeah. is essentially the same thing. Yeah. And hmm. I'm excited moving forward. Like, Abrams yeah. did a great job of more or less pleasing everybody, making yeah. capturing that campiness. But the directors and writers they have lined up for the next two send it into a very different direction. I believe the next one is the guy who did Looper and yeah, Brick. Yeah, Johnson. And Looper yep. was I'm really so good. excited for that. Brick Brick. And that's why heavy Brick, Brick is fucking awesome. awesome. I just watched I mean, that like a couple weeks ago. That um, I'm excited about. Like That could go yeah. in a totally different direction than this movie kind of set it off. In. As great as that is, it still failed because Avatar is still the number one. God, this was, and Avatar was listen, so bad. Yes, no, it is because I really wanted Star Wars to beat Avatar. God, really, really something. bad. Avatar got where it was because it had a hook. Oh, but the, it and was it, shittiness. It was the uh, now. Here's the thing. It's the just whatever you think of the movie aside. It's the only live action 3D movie that I've gone to see that I ne- didn't think the yeah. 3D sucked. The 3D was really the only good part. And that was that the film. hook. And I think that was like, even if He's people right. weren't really that interested in the film, I think they were going to see it for that experience for the 3D. Um, but Tom, you want to make a point and then we'll move I, on. I kind of lost the point. I don't remember. Oh, all right. I think, honestly, like the one thing I'll say, the last thing, if anybody can think of why, because... I was I was discussing with some uh, through being cool guys about the differences. And I'm like, you know, I liked J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, and for some reason, I just didn't like his Star Wars. And I think maybe is because I just I went in lukewarm and I left lukewarm. Oh, and I was gonna say like the movie critic thing. 
I don't know what my faith in a lot of movie critics is, because a lot of movie critics, like, and this is going to alienate people again, like, really shit on pixels of being, like, sexist and terrible and racist. And I didn't pick up on any of that, and I'm usually pretty sensitive to I it. actually watched that on the flight. It's ho- not... On the flight to, to Hawaii, because I was fucking bored and was... Yeah. I, I had just watched... Uh, Ted two on my iPad, which you know is just you know Oscar contender for best picture. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it wasn't a great movie, but, but it, I also didn't loathe it like so many people yeah, did. But, I, I watched it, and I'll be honest, I don't think I, I missed the yeah. last twenty minutes of it. I'm not gonna go back and finish you, it. Like I don't care, much. but whatever. It wasn't bad anyway. Um, I just feel like movie critics always have their own agenda going into a film and don't think otherwise. Yeah, continue. Um, so kind of staying in the same lane here, let's, uh, stay on JJ Abrams. And, uh, so just as of yesterday as the, of the recording of this podcast, so January 16th, I think. Today's the 15th. Today's the 15th, January 15th. All right. So January 14th, uh, at the, uh, the, um, advanced screenings or the screenings for Michael, uh, Michael Bay's new movie, which is actually getting good reviews. Kind of surprise, surprise. Um, there was a new trailer that dropped that nobody saw coming. A very mysterious oh, trailer yeah. featuring John Goodman um, and Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. <laughs> um, but uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. And uh, the, the trailer ends with it just saying Cloverfield and then the 10 and Lane come up on, on either side of it. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Because I know a lot. I, I personally, I loved Cloverfield. I, I right. really, yeah. really enjoyed it. And a, a lot of people were clamoring for a sequel. I know I wouldn't have mind seeing one. Um, they're saying this isn't a sequel. Uh, they, they, I think J.J. Uh, Abrams or one of the producers have gone on record saying it's a blood cousin, whatever that means. Well, and like, uh. It looked like from the trailer that these people have been like living underground, hiding from the aliens. For and, a long time. Yeah, and it almost seemed like the girl didn't believe him that the aliens were out there. They shot it was lying. That, to me, is a really cool premise. So the movie was being developed under <clears throat> a couple different code names. I think one of them was like Valencia or yeah, something Valencia. like that. Huh. And then there was another one one too that it was being developed under um and the kind of the plot descriptions while it was under that code name is that a girl is being held captive in, in a guy she, by a guy a, what i got out of it was mm. she was in a car wreck and she comes to in this little underground thing oh okay yeah, he's and kind he's of keeping he's her there kind of telling her you can't go outside yeah shit's gone down um it's so not safe i really oh. hope kind of like it, it it ends up that uh like the link to Cloverfield is that maybe more monsters have emerged and they've kind of just ravaged the fucking well, earth and people are living underground. Or maybe that'd be kind of a cool hook. I saw Cloverfield real hungover. I saw it with <laughs> Lucas and I was hungover and I had to lay down. But I've, I've seen it again since then. <laughs> but Didn't there like little Cloverfield babies drop mm-hmm. off? Of a yeah. bunch of them, yeah. So I'm imagining them in like a, a suburb of New York and all these little fucking monsters are running around and that's why they're in this bunker. Maybe they've like contained yeah. them all into New York and like so anyone who's still surviving in New York is living underground. That's or the first mm-hmm. thing that came to mind. And because at the end of the trailer, you see she looks out one of the windows. She gets upstairs, she looks out a window and she just puts her hand in front of her face like an oh my god moment yeah um and some people are speculating that jj abrams might be using uh the the word cloverfield to do like an anthology film series Mm. um, like a series of three films or however many and they're all kind of of the same tone but they're not really linked together so you know you'll have cloverfield you'll now have 10 cloverfield lane and then you know something else some other movie that will have (laughs) cloverfield in the title but they're they're not connected necessarily, but they're, you know, related mm-hmm. to each other and of the same spirit. 
who knows but that's i think that's the fun thing that was the funnest thing i think about cloverfield um was all the mystery around it before we saw it and and just it's one of my like i'm not a big fan of the found footage films um but this was easily one of my favorites if not my favorite um I, I, I'm very curious to see it. I, I want to see it. Yeah, and it introduced us to Lizzie Kaplan. Well, and I'm psyched it's what? not another found oh, footage film. It looks like it's like a legit Lizzie movie. Kaplan, yeah. Was on f- yeah. Freaks and Geeks, like, yeah. was she really? Decades ago. Okay. We, well, she int- it introduced me to Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah, you, you just missed the boat on that. Sorry. Jewish men everywhere have been clamoring for her <laughs> ages, <laughs> waiting for her to like, blossom into the. I agree with you, Cass. That's awesome. Thanks, man. You're welcome. I, I realize that they just talked over you, and I just want you to know. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Listen, here for you. Cassidy, or Kylie was wrong, so Cassidy, your opinion just needed to stop for a minute, because Kylie was wrong, and John had to tell him. John had to let sorry. him know. Very no. passionate about losing I'm, I'm, I'm always fine with being, uh, like, snowplowed if someone else is getting, like, pushed into the dirt. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. You okay. don't fucking like Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep sh- coming back to that. He's taking his shirt off. I just, I, I'm sorry, guys. Like it, it wasn't bad. I just was good. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to apologize. All right, let's. Uh, You're allowed to be wrong. Let's really switch some gears here and go to F is for Family. Um, what a new the hell? An, a new animated series that came to Netflix uh, in December. Yeah, I don't yeah, fucking it was, know. It was like mid December. Um, featuring it, it's produced and. Uh, like uh, created by Bill Burr, the comedian. One like yeah. probably, I would say easily my favorite comedian. I listen to his albums over and over again. I I love his comedy, um, but it's loosely based on his childhood uh, in the seventies. Mm-hmm. I believe. I, it's got a real seventies feel. I think it's like yeah, it's real seventies. Yeah, uh, he voices he voices the dad slash his dad, the version of his dad. Jesus Christ! Um, there's even a little Bill. In, have you not there. seen it? Tom? No, I have. That's okay. why I'm saying Jesus Christ because his dad is. I was going to put you through a fucking wall. Uh, again, <laughs> loosely <laughs> no, based. It's... And if you've listened to his comedy, like you'll see some of the story, yeah. like little anecdotes or stories he's told. Like there, he, it's not really what his comedy's based around, but he right. has told us a few things, um, and you can see some of that thrown in there. But it's a fucking hilarious series. I burned through all eight episodes in a day. Yep. Um, really, really enjoyed it. If you haven't checked it out, I'd say definitely check it out. It's my turn to be Tom, because you guys all liked it, and I was whelmed. You were whelmed? So you didn't hate it, but you were just indifferent? Did you Uh, watch all eight episodes? No, I forced my way through the first episode, and then I watched, I don't know, anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I I can see how you could do that. Like, it was... So, I mean, in full disclosure, I watched most of it because my wife was watching it and I was playing The Witcher. So I would walk in and see like half an hour and then walk out and go back to The Witcher because the fucking Witcher. And um, there was stuff that made me laugh, like some of like the negotiating of like the airline stuff I thought was funny and the union stuff. But then some of the other stuff was like, I felt like they were just screaming fucking cunt just because they could. And it was like, oh, yeah. just... but for the most part, like the airline Dude, shit was really funny. The his when boss is hilarious. The, he's under the bed and his parents are fucking yeah. and then his dad's oh balls God. swing in front of his face. <laughs> okay, I might, I I might watch I more. Sam, I didn't see that. Sam Rockwell's character? Sam Rockwell's oh, yeah. character, yeah, the next door neighbor. It's like, oh, the drug dealer neighbor? The end of Days and Confused and they go get Aerosmith tickets and McConaughey's character like winds up backstage and ends up hitting it off and gets a job at a record label and that is this character. Oh, yeah. it it's very awesome. Yeah. I would say... Uh, it's, I like not, it's not your typical show where I would say 
give it the three episodes and see if you like it and stuff. Because the tone of it really doesn't change. But I would say there's episodes later on. It seems to find its groove a little bit more. And there's some really funny parts. But I don't know. Maybe try one more episode. I Maybe you like a well, little more. But the, 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 if you've seen the pilot... The, the premise of it is pretty much that. I mean, I think I maybe went in with like my hopes too high because I I fucking love BoJack Horseman. Oh my I've god, that, that show! I've watched that show probably four times Dude. all the way through. So as soon as I saw like, oh, another Netflix cartoon that looks like it's like an adult cartoon, you know, it's not fucking Glitter Squad or whatever bullshit the boys have been watching. Oh okay. Um, I was like, <laughs> why'd you look at me when you said Glitter Squad, motherfucker? <laughs> I got real mad for a minute. Because you, I don't know, you look sparkly. Um, so I got excited and I turned it on and I just, yeah, it, it didn't grab me. See, it didn't I, have that effect of like, when I first turned on BoJack, I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I mean, it makes me happy. I cried during BoJack, obviously. True story. <laughs> it's, it makes you feel stuff. The drug content got to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, see, and I was, I was kind of, it took me a couple episodes to warm up to BoJack Horseman and, and I really like it. I would argue I probably like F is for family more. Hmm. I, I'll give it another show. It's a, it's a little less, there, there's a little bit more heart to F, F is for family. I think, uh, you know, it, whereas BoJack Horseman, it's, it gets pretty fucking dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember BoJack's roommate, but the kid or his couch surfer that's writing the musical or the yeah. rock opera. Like I fucking loved him. I, anytime they bring up like him interacting back with the people that were on his TV show that was once famous, it's always just fucking epic. All right. Yep. Another animated series, Venture Brothers, <laughs> season six. I started rewatching it, it. It's, it's been, been like forever. two and a half years. Yeah. Did anyone watch the last thing they did, which was like a yeah. special? It was mm-hmm. episode six hundred one. It was oh, okay. like. Is it's it supposed to be episode one of season six? And this, then it just I think never, my DVR was like a Halloween. It's an hour special long or a Christmas deal. Special or something. Yeah. Are, are they just starting it up, or is it already done, completed? It's done. It's, it's so done. it's going to start airing oh, this so month, the thirty first. Okay, so it's when I say done, like it hasn't aired yet. No. no. So I can't go torrent it all right now and then go sit in my bedroom and watch it. No, you no, can't, Tom. That sucks. You're going to wait until the thirty first, and you're going to watch it on Adult Swim with the rest of us. I don't support uh, the shows you like. I don't have the cables. No. I don't either know. It's not the shows I like that's the problem. It's the cables that's the problem. Fair enough. It's the delivery method. I don't know. Action Jones. Action Jones. Adventure Brothers. The show has been on since 2003. They stream their shit on their website. And they're only on season But you have to have cable. You have to pay for cable to get into it. You have to log in. I watched all of Rick and Morty on their website. Rick and Morty season one was free. Rick and Morty season two was behind a paywall. I had to log into an account to watch it. Not if you watched No, not if you watched it the week of. Oh, really? That's not a, maybe I'll start trying to do that. Was it kind of like a Hulu thing? They put, it, they the put it into clips, and you had to watch like a commercial between like four or five clips, mm-hmm. but I watched every Their player, Adult Swim's players, the Garbage. worst player. Especially it froze constantly. They need, to get yeah. their, they need to get their game dev guys to make their player, because their games are spot on. But uh, We're going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we are. Um, but I do want my Rick and Morty back. No. I, so, I, need, I need my season dude, three. Yeah, I the end of Rick and Morty really. I like, didn't know. Like, free when Rick. I, when I finally decided to jump on the, the Rick and Morty bandwagon, I did not know that there was only two seasons. And yeah. I also didn't know that it's one of those deals where, oh, three years, you'll get season three. And yeah. I was fucking pissed. Stop crying. Did you see their fucking commercial for the free, AIDS, the AIDS fundraiser, by the yeah. way? I think you turned me on to that, cast. The what? Their AIDS fundraiser. No. So you donate 10 bucks to AIDS research, and you can enter in a drawing to be voice a villain. 
but just the video for it is fucking hilarious. It, it starts out with Dan Harmon looking at a picture, like a sketch of AIDS, and just like <laughs> punching it a bunch of times. And then and like, oh, like, I've seen and that. And like, $10, Dan Harmon's a lot more fat than I thought he was. Well, he's, <laughs> so I was some. I always see him like, like straight on. I didn't. Have yeah. you seen Harmon? He's town? got an alcohol yeah. problem, Tyson. Yeah. Oh, it's, fair enough. He's what? got an us thing. So he's, he's Rick. Rick is the uh, animated yeah. embodiment. Seriously, of mm-hmm. watch uh, Harmontown on Netflix. It's a documentary of him like going on tour doing his podcast. It's like depressing to watch because yeah. you just see like you have this. You know he's still alive, but the whole time you're watching it, it's like he could die at any moment. Like he could just slip off the face of the earth. It's yeah. It's he looks like he's like teetering on the edge constantly. But have it, you guys watched the original like the the uh, Marty and Doc. Yes. Like my balls, Marty. Yeah, that Rick and Marty is based off of, that that short. It's fucking weird. It's uh, it's like the true adventures of Doc and Marty or something. Yeah, but they call one of them... It's it's Marty with an H. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's weird. It's just like eight minutes of of Marty legitimately licking Rick's balls. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. So is this like the, the Christmas... Thing of South Park that got South Park started is that kind of what, well. So what this is so like? Rick and Morty wasn't created by Dan Harmon. It, it was, was Justin Roiland, just, and him and Dan Harmon met at like a an animation because Dan Harmon thought his adventures of Doc and Marty were was fucking hilarious, and obviously they couldn't. It was Channel One Hundred One thing? Yeah, they couldn't. You know, get away with that putting it on a so so they adapted it for television. This is so this it's like a co-creation between, between mm. the two of them now but the one you should just go look up the adventures of doc and marty i, I got it pulled up on the laptop yeah here. it's fucking just it's weird like not in like a good way either mm. i i i watched the whole thing out of morbid curiosity rick and morty is far and away better it's a good oh, yeah. thing dan Harmon stepped in yep um all right we got like just a couple minutes left anything anyone wants to mention real quick um television and cartoon related Venture Brothers. Yeah. Somehow skipped right. Yeah, I want to talk all you guys. Oh, okay. Especially you, Tyson. There's a lot lot about Venture Brothers that's really special, especially like if you're a music head. Um, I can't think of the guy's name that does the soundtrack, but he's in a band called Fetus. Um, He's Jackson Public. Uh, no, Jackson Public's the guy that writes this cartoon. I thought he did the music too. No, the music is done by Fetus, and I can't think of the guy's name, but he's like. He's in like seven or eight different bands, and he's super, super into like experimental tones. He's he's kind of like a rock industrial god. Um, Everything about that show is amazing. Yeah, and every and just the fact that he's doing the soundtrack and most of the sound work for the show is really cool because um, he does it in a really unique way. I love that fucking what is the guy that's basically Doctor Strange? Doctor Orpheus. Doctor Orpheus, Orpheus. Yeah. I started yeah. watching it again. I picked up on the end of season three season when it's. Season four is amazing, but like season three, there it's like a big battle between the monarch and Doctor Venture, and David Bowie and Iggy Pop show up, (laughs) and that's why I started with this because David Bowie died, and the first thing I went to is for some reason the Venture Brothers. (laughs) Everything about that show is amazing, and it's like like you said, season four is like the the greatest episodes ever. I mean, the monarch. Mm-hmm. The monarch. There has never been a better villain in yep. all of animation. That <laughs> when guy, we get... everything he says is well, just, just like pure the, gold. Isn't it the pilot episode where they're all playing poker in that back room and Brock Sampson comes in 
and like just start fighting everybody, or maybe I'm putting two episodes together. I don't know. Like the first four episodes, admittedly, are really tough They're to get not through. Good. You just no, kind like of skip the first half of the first season. Or the one where they break down in Mexico and he has to play poker for card for his car parts or something. Oh, and it's like Helper awesome. ends up being his dialysis machine. Yeah. yeah. And then what else? I Everything. Can't, Fuck so much. Good. I can't that do is... Depeche Mode without thinking of the Monarch. Yeah. But he's in Depeche Mode. <laughs> <laughs> so where's the best place to watch Venture Brothers? It's all on Hulu. Seen like a couple episodes here and there. It's all on Hulu, and I have, I think, four seasons on D- on Blu-ray. Nice. All right, cool. I'm going to have to get on that then. I mean, the finale of season four, the high school prom. Dude, yeah. it's they Where do they so go much. back and forth about what a rusty venture is. Unedited <laughs> 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 is like the greatest. They, they keep that, that joke running like yeah. that. Yeah. that he was a child star, and he he was basically Johnny Quest. If there yeah. was a real life Johnny yeah. Quest, well, and they have a drugged out Johnny there. Quest in the show, yeah. it's fucking amazing. I, I also really dig, uh, like I think their Fantastic Four rendition is the best oh screen time God. the Fantastic Four has ever had. So good. All right, Tyson, you're getting all of it now. <sighs> all right, yeah. sounds good to me. Um, we're gonna wrap good. up for this week. Uh, join us next week as we talk uh, comics and collectibles. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on iTunes and uh, review and rate us, please. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a rating and a review. The Big Shiny Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94th East, 7200 South in Midville, Utah. And you can find them online at bohemianbrewery.com. We're also brought to you by superherostuff.com and secretcompassonline.com. And be sure to check out BigShinyRobot.com and visit our, pe- our podcast page for some more great podcasts in the Big Shiny Robot podcast family.